Holy cow. I just won $1.2 billion. I can't believe it. How did this happen? Thank you, God. Picture for a moment that you had in your possession the winning Powerball ticket for the drawing that's going to happen tonight. You probably are aware that most lottery and Powerball winners within a very short amount of time are back to where they started before they won the jackpot. With the jackpot this large, you would have to work very hard to accomplish that. And you would probably die in the process of trying to accomplish it because it is on the level of impossible. However, so are the odds stacked against you for actually winning it. So let's go down this what-if journey for a second. First of all, my recommendation would be to really take some time to get grounded, right? Not the immediate knee-jerk reaction. Take some time to get grounded and build a fortress of protection around you. Lawyers, accountants, wealth management experts to protect what comes with a large influx of money. And let's just be real. In this world of today, a large influx of money is $100,000, $250,000, a million, two million, five million, ten million, all life changing to certain individuals. $1.2 billion as it'll, at a level that is very hard for any human to comprehend. So in that getting grounded period, you also have to be accepting, allowing, and internally cool with the fact that most who will look at you will feel you don't deserve it. You didn't deserve it. Oh, you're just that lucky person. Right? So you'll be known. And you'll be known in a different perspective than most others that are close to the $1 billion mark in net profit in their financial prosperity. Because most, well, are self-made billionaires, yet there are people that were fortunate enough to win the lottery of the sperm and the ovaries and the eggs connecting and being born into uh, a legacy-type family that had built something large in the past and they're born into the billion-dollar empire. And for them, they also 
are looked at as you would be nothing if you weren't born into this family. Right? So they are trained and taught and go to different schools than the general populace. And they're taught to embrace the fact that with great wealth comes great responsibility. Now for me, I was born to a 17-year-old mother and a 19-year-old father. They were, they were just kids who had me. Yet they were kids who had the fortitude and the groundedness to have me. Because I was born in 1972, just turned 50 years old this past September, 2022. And shortly before I was born, Roe versus Wade was passed and abortions became legal. So I found out later in my life that there were some deep, heavy conversations about the possibility of not having me born. And somehow, some way. Amidst that pressure, amidst that high recommendation, my 17-year-old mother and 19-year-old father stayed strong, persevered, and held firm in their belief that they wanted to have me. So it's a miracle. I won that miracle, that lottery of being, A, just the conception. That's a whole lottery in and of itself. Every one of us, each and every one of us have won the Powerball in that regard. For us to even be here, the odds are Powerball-like impossible. Yet we're here. And then you throw in the circumstances of heavy conversations about should we have this unborn child or not? And we made it through that. And then complications, health complications, medical complications, life situations us still being here, me still being here is a miracle in and of itself as well. So coming to terms with the miracle of being the winner of the Powerball, coming to terms with the fact that people who know and or find out that you won are going to look at you differently. People will be jealous. People will seek to sue you possibly harm you, all those things, take advantage of you in a big way, right? This happens when people come into hundreds of thousands or millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions. It gets, it it just, it just attracts people who see an opportunity to steal and take advantage of that person. So you have to become comfortable in that rather quickly by putting that team behind you and also knowing even people in that team may not be what they seem right so that's just life but once that is figured out then it's time to say okay now what am i going to do with this and with any influx of cash there's going to be the stuff phase there's going to be you know cars houses homes taking care of friends family you know all that stuff will occur but then after the stuff phase becomes old you realize there's more to life than the stuff i've been blessed with this gift how can i put a plan together that will keep me inspired motivated passionate excited to help 
and empower and to impact as many people as I possibly can in a positive manner. Not in a manner of weighting them down and or uh, putting them on a path that normal lottery winners would get. So normal lottery jackpots in the million, you know, half a million, two million, something like that. Those people who get that large influx generally go on a destructive rampage and are back to where they began and worse in a very short amount of time. So when you come into 1.2 billion, there's also that discernment and that uh, strength and fortitude in knowing that you don't want to, as, as weird as it sounds, harm those that you love most by giving them a million dollars without first building up their financial literacy. And that's where it really circles back to one of the first things that I would recommend doing is building your and your family's financial literacy, similar to how those who are born into wealth, into the billion dollar families, they're taught the foundations of how to keep and grow and not lose their wealth, a.k.a. financial literacy. This was obliv I was oblivious to financial literacy, right? And and it's similar to literacy. The word literacy means you can read, right? Knowing how to read, it would be very difficult to participate in this world if you didn't go through the proper training to become literate as a child. And hopefully continued that literacy into your adulthood. Many people, once they get out of uh, the the schooling, they don't ever read another book, right? They they watch TV, they watch movies, they all search and and consume the stuff in social media. But very few, a small percentage, continue and and, and fell in love with reading. Um, so literacy is is powerful. But the second most important thing, and, and actually the most important thing, when you come into $1.2 billion and or 100000 or a million or 5 million or 10 million, any large influx of cash is, it's time for me to build my financial literacy. Because guess what? You'll learn financial literacy and you can either proactively go learn it from those experts who can, who can give you a solid foundation of financial literacy or you're going to learn the more expensive route, which is trial and error. It's a very costly world to learn it experientially. Learning financial literacy experientially is what takes the people who get the multiple millions from a normal lottery jackpot to squandering it, losing it, and have nothing left in a very short amount of time. Generally 18, 24 months, year and a half, two years, five years max. They're back to where they started and or worse, if they aren't dead. <laughs> right? So financial literacy is the first thing. Now, as I state this, whether you are the winner of the $1.2 or not, financial literacy is the path you would want to take. Because it's not what you earn, it's what you keep. And, and that's, you know, with... Uh, how to minimize legally your tax uh, 
your, your taxes can be legally reduced to the minimum uh, that you legally owe, and that's exactly what you want to ensure you're doing. The absolute uh, minimum taxes due, that's what you get to keep. Then with what you keep, how can you put it to best use? How can you have that money work for you in ways that produces the maximum amount of return without putting it on a uh, blackjack table or a roulette table and spinning the odds, right? And waking up and you chose red and it comes out black or a double zero hits, right? You don't want to go with those types of odds. You want to have a strategic foundation with the proper growth that you're comfortable with. You know, the larger the risk, the larger the reward. However, simple, non-risky investments with that amount of large money will produce income that will be staggering. Just just on a small, solid return plan, the income that that money properly and wisely invested would produce would compound at such a rate that it would blow your mind, right? And if you can, if you can do it properly and, and A, it'll be more than enough to live off of for you, your family, your friends, and there's probably no way you could build an entourage that would be large enough to, to accumulate and spend as much money as the small, sturdy, foundational returns would be. And the returns would provide growth and lifestyle that, I mean, just look at Warren Buffett and how his income has hockey sticked uh, in the last few years. It just grows at such a level that the money works harder than any group of a thousand people, 10,000, 100,000 people can, can work. The money works at such a large scale that small returns produce staggering results. So building your financial literacy, surrounding yourself with the proper team. And building the tr- proper trusts and, and the uh, financial structure and, and boundaries um, of protection would be a perfect start. Then once that's in place and while that's in place, you can or being put in place, you can begin finding ways to bring yourself joy, passion, excitement. Right, You literally have nothing holding you back from doing what you want, where you want, when you want, with whom you want. And it sounds thrilling, but it also takes away the adventure, the challenge of the game of life. I mean, literally, you're you now, think Mario Brothers game, where you now hit that magic mushroom, where now you're the 10x times Mario, and none of the enemies can hurt you. None of the things that used to scare you scare you anymore. You, everything is available and on the table. It's almost like now you went from starving to the most amazing buffet and you're hungry. Like you literally can do anything that you want. And as, as freeing as that sounds, it's a whole different set of problems. And also, you're now into the, the land of I mean, most people, you're in the land of unconscious incompetence. You don't know what you don't know. And very quickly, you're going to experientially learn, oh, crap, I didn't know that. Now you're consciously incompetent. Now you know that you didn't know that. 
And that begins a whole other journey to build your financial literacy. Okay, I need to learn this. I need to surround myself with the right people. And there's a book out there uh, by Dr. Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan called Who, Not How. So while you're building your financial literacy, you need to find the person and the people who are the best at it and you bring them into your world to be the who, not you waiting until you figure out how. So immediately you bring in the absolute best people. So I'll I'll share an example from history. So Henry Ford. First of all, Henry Ford, to build what he built was miraculous, almost as miraculous as you winning the $1.2 billion. But he and his wife had the perseverance and dedication to pull it off, like just literally would not give up when most people would have. But long story short, so he builds the Ford Empire early 1900s or whatever the date was. Uh, uh, that I may be totally off on that. Uh, not an expert on history. When he built that, um, he was not the brightest person, right? But what he was is smart enough to recognize that and bring in the brightest people. So he sued one of the newspapers for telling him how much or, or slandering him for how much of, a, of an imbecile he was. And they were asking him all sorts of questions on history, all sorts of questions about things that, you know, they thought smart people would know. And his reply was something along the lines of, gentlemen, I don't know the answer to, nor do I desire to have the answer to any of these ridiculous questions you're asking me. However, you come to my office and you ask me any question you can think of, specifically related to cars, automobiles, etc., but literally anything you can think of. And what you'll notice on the on my desk is I have a row of buttons. Any question you pose to me, I'll know which button to press to bring in the person who can answer the question that you're posing to me. That, my friend, is brilliance. And that is what you would want to do with this $1.2 billion. Surround yourself with the most brilliant team possible. I mean, think of it. You are now in charge of your new legacy and you're now like the billion-dollar baseball team owner where you want the absolute best players on your team. You want the best managers. You want the best team possible. And that's exactly what you do. You build that team, and you bring in the absolute best to be on your team because you're going for the championship. You're going for everything. So it's, it's vital that you surround yourself with those amazing team members. Um, and then how and where do you want to make an impact? And that's going to take some with your team, with your, with your people, you know, you bring in the best to brainstorm how and where and what can you do to make the largest impact possible that brings you joy, that brings you happiness, that brings you uh, that fire to, to feel that you're making a difference. And when you do that and you implement that, uh, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to go from unconsciously incompetent. You didn't know what you didn't know to now. Oh, now I know what I didn't know. I'm consciously incompetent. And then building that team, learning and uh, becoming consciously competent. And then you'll be so good at it that you'll get to the unconscious competent level. But congratulations. You won the $1.2 billion. And now it's time to show yourself and the world what you're truly capable of. Enjoy this moment. Make today great. I'll talk with you soon. Bye for now.